This is, this is almost perfect. Give me a little bit more. Was that not absolutely awesome? Ah, amen. 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 Uh, it's, you know, it's nothing like a woman's touch. It takes a woman to make a house a home. And uh, takes a mother of a house uh, to would her, release her touch for something else extra special to happen. And we're, we're glad to see you on this morning, all who are here. Uh, Miss Joyce Peter Brown back there. God bless you, ma'am. Amen. We're glad that you're here on today. She's known me my entire life. She knew me before I was. Um, and she comes and she shares every fifth Sunday that she is able. Uh, she comes and shares and shares with us. Look, I don't want to prolong this thing. Open your Bibles to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Uh, today I want to talk from the subject, safe in the day of trouble. Safe in the day of trouble. I see some of the mimers coming in. Y'all blessed us today. Thank you guys. Thank y'all so very much. My wife already said it once, but I just want to put, put my, my, my amen in there as well. Safe in the day of trouble. Look at verse 5. They're going to just leave the title slide there if you have your your scriptures verse 5 your Bible's open for in the day of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me high upon a rock safe in the day the day of trouble chippy the parakeet never saw it coming. One second he was peacefully perched in his cage. The next he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problems began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum cleaner. She moved the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage. The phone rang and she turned to pick it up. She barely said hello when swoop, Chippy got sucked in. The bird owner gasped, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum, and opened the bag. There was Chippy. Still alive, but stunned. Since the bird was covered with dust and soot, she grabbed him and raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet, and held Chippy under the running water. Then, realizing that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what, what any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for the hairdryer and blasted the pet with hot air. <laughs> Poor Chippy. Never knew what hit him. A few days after the trauma, the reporter who'd initially written about the event 
contacted Chippy's owner to see how the bird was recovering. Well, she replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. It's hard not to see why. Sucked in. Washed up. Blown over. That's enough to steal the song from the stoutest heart. Sucked in. Washed up and blown over is enough to steal your praise. Sucked in, washed up, blown over is enough to steal your faith. Truth be told, many of us know what it feels like to have trouble to treat us like chippy. To reach out and to grab us suddenly. I like the way the message version puts it. Eugene Peterson says in verse number three of Psalm 27, he says, when besieged, when, when trouble reaches out and just grabs me, when besieged, he says, I am calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. Is this just for Bible days? I mean, how does trouble reach out and grab you and you stay collected and cool? How do you survive the trauma of being sucked into the proverbial vacuum cleaner. I, I know this must be this must be for the super saints. This 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 kind of poise, this kind of position is is for those who who who've been walking with God for a long time. This is for those who sit on the front row that have that have matching ties on. Th this, kind of, this kind of calm is for those who wear white gloves on communion Sunday. Th this kind of calm, to be calm as a baby when all hell breaks loose, is for those that wear the little white chiclets around their, around their necks. But may I say that for you to think that is wrong. God is making available to all of us who are here today that have enough faith in the power that's found in his word to be able to quote Eugene Peterson, message version, verse 3, that when, when besieged, I am calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. Today I'm taking um I'm taking a preparatory position. I'm 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 not preaching because I'm in trouble. I'm I've had those sermons. I've had those times. I've been through those seasons whereby and we'd have to come to church on Sunday morning. I'd have to stand and waiting for folk uh, to to receive hope and encouragement and help 
Uh, first, I had to preach it to myself. I, I had to preach my way through pain. I had to preach my way through trouble. Some of y'all know that some trouble just won't leave. It, it just, I've had those Sundays. I've, I've had those kinds of days. I'm not preaching to myself on this morning. I'm preaching to somebody in here who may even be sitting on still waters. Everything is fine. Everything is, is dead. You, you, matter, matter of fact, matter of fact you, you got your Spotify playlist playing and working on your tan. You're getting ready for your 4th of July celebration. You already got the meat because you had the money that you were going to throw on the grill. You already got your six-pack of Coke. You are ready to kick it on the 4th. Everything is fine. You don't see trouble in your life but then but then somebody in here somebody in here may already be screaming in your spirit pastor this word is already for me you still in the introduction how did you know my name is chippy pastor life is is doing me in I've got some I've got some some good news for both for those who who aren't waiting for trouble those of you who are living and waiting for trouble to come because it will come or maybe let me pause there and, and and tell you if it's if it's good now I don't have nobody been living long enough <laughs> if it's good now just keep on living yeah, y'all heard that, that song, Better Days Ahead? Don't would nobody buy that CD, Worst Days Ahead. Wouldn't nobody buy that one. But can I just tell you, seasons change. <laughs> I don't have a witness in here that, that, that sometimes it, it, it looks like I'm in a season of peace and prosperity and everything is going well and then I get a phone call. I can't remember who it was or where it was, but I, I recently was talking, I uh, listened to someone that said they survived eight deaths in nine months. My friend, Dr. Joe Martin, he, he had six mentors to die over the span of about two and a half months. Seasons do change. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but I do intend on taking the hoodwink of deception off your head to say that it ain't gonna always be cloudy outside but some of y'all excuse me it's not gonna always be sunny outside but some of us can learn to shout even when the rain comes because without rain my harvest would never grow let me pause and switch to those that might be in a rainy season right now just because it's raining. Don't think that God won't use the rain to activate your seed that is already in the ground for your harvest to come. Oh, this sermon is for everybody. Touch your neighbor and say, you too, you too, you too. This sermon is for you too. I, 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 I'm impressed by LeBron James and many, many of the other great players. There's this whole debate going around. Is LeBron the best basketball player to ever play? I'm not, not coming into that. But, but LeBron, you cannot deny his numbers. You, you, you cannot deny 
You can't deny the man. He's, 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 he's a phenom. And I'm, I'm impressed by LeBron um, because just because the season is over doesn't mean he stops training. Um, when the season is over, um, Quark calls him Bron Bron. He takes a little break. <laughs> he takes a little season. You know, he, he goes and he hangs out on somewhere on a yacht in the Mediterranean. He gathers his family along. But then, but then not long thereafter, you can catch an Instagram clip of him back in the gym sweating it out. He doesn't wait until the season starts to get himself in shape. <laughs> he trains for the next season in the off season. Oh, some of y'all gonna thank me when you get to your real season. You in your off season now, nobody bumping up against you, trying to foul you, trying to take the ball, putting them hips on you. Ain't nobody doing that right now. But when you get on, you're gonna thank me for this word. You're gonna thank God that he sent this word to you in this season because this word is designed to get you ready in the off season. And the on season. And then in the off season. And then back in the old season. You know what I found out? Not only does Bron Bron chain train in the off season, but his opponents does too. You, you, I can't tell you, Satan don't need a holiday. He's right now thinking about what he's going to do next. How, how he's going. He's watching you. He's, he, he's, he's analyzing you. Oh, she's doing good for the summer. Mm. Yeah, she, she, she in church. Ooh, yeah, uh-huh. He, he, making, he making time for God. Make a little room. But I know, just, just let, him get, let him get to about mid-July. The same way we are making preparation for what's to come next, the opponent is doing the exact same thing. You hear me correctly, you will respond to trouble differently when it comes. Or when it shows up, you'll, you'll get through it differently. You, you, you will never enjoy the security of verse 5 without the secret that's found in verse 1. I'm going to say that again. Matter of fact, I'm going to read Psalm 27, verse 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. You, you will never enjoy the security of being hid, hidden in verse 5 until you understand the secret that's in verse 1. Look at what it says in Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength 
of my life, whom shall I be afraid? David in, 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 Psalm, in Psalm number 27, verse 1, David, he's, he's, he's giving us the secret to what is his coming declaration in verse 5. Because in verse 1, the secret is ownership. Say another way. The secret of verse 1 is relationship. Verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall... Y'all missed it. You, you, you missed it. Verse 1, the Lord is... It ain't the pastors. I, I, I don't have to claim somebody else's light. Mm-mm. We, we talking about David, the one who had, who had, who had committed adultery and, and then he was a murderer. David, he, he says the Lord is still, I know I'm wrong. I know I was a player, but he's still mine. I, I know I got a track record. My mugshot is on Google, but he's still mine. I, 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 I know I done acted a fool, but he's still mine. Y'all not understanding me. Um, um, uh, I, I just want y'all to hear this. If you got your Bible, open it up. Um, and, and, and if you got your Bible, I want you to read along with me. Tony, I don't know if you can get to Psalm 27, the whole, the whole psalm, but I just kind of want to progress uh, through these first uh, three, three or four verses. Um, I know it leads up to, to verse, verse number five. Uh, if if y'all got it, I wouldn't prepare for this one, but I just remembered something as I was standing here. If you got it, say amen. If you got it, wave at me if you got it. If you got it, wait a minute. Okay, it's, it's enough of us in here. It, it says in verse number one, watch this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Did y'all hear David making it personal? Whom shall I? David is like, I'm in this thing. He's, he, he's mine. The Lord is the strength of my life. Do y'all hear that? Of whom shall I be afraid? Watch now, because that's the secret. The secret is in his relationship. So watch now, because he has anchored his relationship in verse number one, because he's good with God, and he knows God is good with him. In verse two, he says, and when the wicked came against me to eat up my... Y'all, y'all, you missed it. You, you, you missed it. When you are all right with God... In your verse 1, you can handle your verse 2, your verse 3, your verse 4, and then shout about it in verse 5. And the reason why some of us all get all flickered in the wind and can't stand up in no little wind is because you don't have a verse 1. You can't say he's mine. All folk used to say, all mine. You, you, you can't say that. And so when trouble comes, when you pray for me, I need somebody to pray for me. I need somebody who can get a prayer food. I mean, texting folk all in the, in the middle of the night, and can you call me? Then you get mad when folk don't call you. And then and, and all this, that, and the other. If you get your relationship right, I don't have no witnesses in here. 
touch your neighbor say grow a little grow a little grow a little Lord, it is the strength of my life. I, I can't enjoy. I can't enjoy my verse 5. Unless I understand verse 1. I, I can't enjoy the security of 5 unless I understand the secret of 1. Actually, I've been kind of preaching my first point. I just hadn't told y'all yet. Um, but my first point um, in being safe in the day of trouble is that you have to have personal relationship. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you got it. And it sure don't mean you won't have trouble. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 oh, I'm standing in the gap. And I'm, I'm, making, I'm making an apology on behalf of all preachers, ministers, bishops, apostles, potentates. I'm making it all, all, the, all, the, all the leaders and, and everything else that promised you if you got saved, you wouldn't have no more trouble. I'm sorry. They lied to you. They, they, were, they, they just flat out lied. It seemed like some of us didn't get no trouble till we got saved. Uh, I... I, I, I should have just kept doing what I was doing. Should, at least when stuff started to hurt, I knew how to numb it a little bit. I, but, but now since this Jesus thing, they just lied to you. They just flat out, they just flat out lied to you. Let me tell you how you know you got a relationship with God. You have a viable, vibrant relationship with God. This is how you know you got a relationship with God. When Sunday isn't enough, Uh, Pam, Pam, Pam Sherrell, stand back, stand up back, back, back there in the back with her son Daval. Um, um, she, she, she had Daval had this issue, um, and, and so and so it was called and talked to her, check with check up on her and and Daval and Jean, and and she said, Pastor, oh, I can spend uh, three four hours reading, but I need to pray some more. I I need to I need to pray more. I need to spend more time in in prayer. Uh, tell you it was it was on a Monday afternoon when I talked she had just she had just watched the stream on Sunday morning because she didn't get home until two three four o'clock I don't know what time it was and so she couldn't make it to church so she watched the stream and when I called her on Monday she said I can read I've been reading pastor I can read two three four hours but I need to pray a little bit more that's a personal relationship whenever Sunday is enough for you you ain't got nothing personal. You need to grow a little bit. When you just get one little, one little Instagram, one little Instagram graphic that says the Lord is my light. And just because you double click it and double tap it and put them praying hands on it, that means you got no relationship. You ought to feel something if you ain't spent time with God. You ought to feel like my lungs ain't right. I, I feel dirty. I feel, I feel, uh, I feel dull because I got a personal relationship. Yeah. 
all your neighbors say, that man teaching, that man teaching, that man is teaching. You can never experience the security of five until you understand the secret of verse one. And the secret is, it's got to be a personal relationship. Okay, all right. All right, so, so this is this where it got good to me. Now, sometimes I make the horrible assumption that just because it's good to me, that when the chefs show up on Sunday morning, Remember that? Remember Beaker? Remember he being love? I'm being here cooking. Thing like, oh, they gonna like this one. They they gonna like this one. And I go, bam! Just silent. Just just cricket. So you know what? It's all right. If you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, I did. Okay, so, so watch this now. Um, there is a dual reality about trouble. There is a dual reality about trouble. Okay, here, here's the first side. I can perceive trouble. If somebody would tell you just rebuke, just rebuke, Rebuke your, your mortgage. <laughs> or, or rebuke your rent. If somebody, somebody tell you that, that they, they, no. Uh-uh. Rebuke the sheriff. Gonna be caring nothing about no rebuke. You get your mind up out here. You should have paid your bill. Talking about all that rebuking stuff. If he that good, why didn't you pay your bill? No, it is a reality. My rent is behind. It's a reality. Eviction is pending. It's a reality. I got bad credit and I can't get approved. That's a reality. And no weapon formed against you. Yeah, it will. Your, your, your credit. <laughs> that is. A it's a reality. You have you have seen the tests show that there's some some going on in your blood system. That is a reality. But let me tell you, because of those being the realities, this ought to be the reason why you don't wait to get a relationship with God. So, so, so my first, my first perception, the first option is that I got trouble on my hand. But the duality of it is, I know I'm safe. I got to work on it before y'all caught it. Before y'all caught five. Five of y'all caught it. Some of your light bulbs are dim in category, light category. Say, please, just say it one more time. Okay, so I know I got trouble. I, I perceive trouble. I can point, I tell you how much trouble costs. 
show you test result about trouble. I can I, I, I can see it. That's my first reality. But in the midst of reality of trouble, I know I'm all right. I, I, I know I ain't done everything right, but I know I've been trying. God, I'm standing on your word. All right, well, uh, um, let's see, let's see. Um, here's a little exercise. Uh, shout out at me. Uh, anybody got an enemy? Anybody got an enemy? Anybody got an enemy? Well, holler at me. It don't necessarily have to have a name or one person got an enemy. Ain't, ain't nobody else got no? Okay, okay, anything keep you up at night? Anything you worried about not answering your phone about? Okay, anybody talking about you? Okay, or anybody don't like you? Anybody got a job that you know is about to end and that you're ready to go? Anybody got any enemies? Okay, I, I want you, don't worry about your neighbor, they got them. We all got, they, we all got enemies. I just want you something. I just want you to shout the name of an enemy that you're dealing with on three. One, two, three, shout. Mm -hmm. That's about all of us. Question, how would you act if by the end of this worship service, What you had, that's what I'm talking about. What you had just shouted out had been wiped out. Would you be happy? Uh, uh, I, I, I lost my place. I, 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 hold on. Hold on. I got. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, all right, all right, verse 2. Verse 2, can, can, you, can you put up verse 2? I got to connect the dots. Uh, Psalm 27, verse number 2. Can y'all read this with me? Ready, set, read. When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. That same one that you shout out, that enemy. All right, we're going we to pick up right there. Wait, ready, and my enemies. My enemies and those they in their way. Mm. It ain't gonna fall until it shows up. You can't have a victory, I feel God in this thing, until you first got a fight. You can't say I crossed over until you got in it. All right, watch now. Watch now, because this is going to separate the men from the, uh, men from the boys, okay, or the women from the girls. All right, here, here, here it is. Watch now. There's a duality that I have here. I, I know I got trouble. I perceive trouble. I can see trouble. But I perceive I'm safe because I have a personal 
relationship. Okay, now watch now. This is why some of y'all don't catch it. This is why for some of y'all it's not going to live. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. And when you see this scripture, don't think you already know what I'm about to say because you don't. Just hang on in there with me. I don't need no smart folk shouting out in front of me about what you think I'm about to say. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, uh, verse number 9, verse 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunk, revilers, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. This text has been preached historically wrong. Because the way this text reads, and none of us go to heaven. I, I, I ain't going to ask you which one, but I'm going to ask you just do you see yourself somewhere? You lying. You, you lying. Nod your head. Heaven gonna be empty. If this what it take for me to get to heaven, I ain't going. But that's not what salvation is about. Come on, let's, uh, uh, let's read it again. It, it, it says that okay, all right. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit? The kingdom of God. Then he goes on to list. I think it's the King James Version at the end. It says, and the such like. Right. So after this long list, then there's this catch-all drawer. Anybody got a junk drawer in your house? Yeah, if you don't know where to put it, just throw it in the junk drawer. That's the and the such like. They ain't going neither. The such like ain't going neither. So, so, so what? It, it, says, it says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. It doesn't say you ain't going to heaven. Okay, so disciples are having a little problem because Jesus had been preaching this, this, this kingdom, this kingdom gospel. The kingdom is, is here. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is now. Disciples says, well, where is this king? Because they're looking around. They're like, you didn't come. That's why the Pharisees and Sadducees killed him. Because they said, you know, you're trying to rival the Roman, the, the government. And what, what you talking about? The kingdom, man, you're supposed to ride it on this white horse and, and get us out from underneath this oppression. You see how the Jews, you can't be no Messiah. Disciples in little closed meeting. Say, where's the kingdom? If I'm not mistaken, it's in Luke chapter 17. He says, the kingdom of God is within you. There is a command center on the inside of all of us that profess the name of Jesus. But if we got the list that Paul starts talking about, adulterers, fornicators, revilers, drunkards, all this and the such like, if we got that, we can't hear from the command center. 
because sin will shut down the signal from the command center. Are y'all with me? You with me? So when I get in the middle of trouble, if I ain't been living right, the kingdom is in me, but it's shut down. The command center. So when trouble shows up, know I'm safe because all I see is trouble God tonight I wish I had preach boy preach shouldn't take no summer challenge to get you here it, it, it shouldn't take nobody offer no gift card to get you here It shouldn't take nobody bribing you to get church. You come, I'll take you to dinner. That's why some of us come out of trouble not looking like what we've been through. Because trouble has a duality. I see it, but I'm still safe. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Who shall I be afraid? Um, if we are going to experience the security of verse 5, it will be because we know the secret in verse 1. The first thing is that there has to be a personal relationship but I can call victory in this idea to call it all in I can call victory in I can declare I'm safe in trouble because I have a personal relationship But because I have a personal relationship, it gets me access to a private residence. I'm in the text. Or in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his Pavilion. The secret place of the tabernacle. He shall hide me. You must not know why the tabernacle was built in later. Uh, the temple. The tabernacle was given instruction to Moses. Um, Build it like this long and build this big, and it's got to have an outer court, the inner court, the Holy of Holies, the tabernacle. There behind the, behind the curtain, the high priest only go in once a year. Um, 
for the remission of the sins of the people and had to have a rope so if he dropped dead, nobody else could go in there and have to pull him out. Um, because there at the mercy seat was where God dwelt. It, it, was, it, it was there in the tabernacle where God dwelt. So when I am going through trouble because of my personal relationship, I get invited to a private residence, the secret pavilion in the tabernacle. Um, when, when we first got married, 98, 1998, uh, I, we were in long-distance relationship for 10 months. Got engaged right before I left Dallas, graduated with my master's of theology, and I left my fiance in Dallas, and I came back to Atlanta, and so we were apart from each other for 10 months. The building that I selected to be our home um, we lived in Midtown, um, lived in Midtown down by Piedmont Park. And the building I selected, one of the perks that, that, it, that we had is that they had, they had a family, a family suite. Now, th this was a building where there were apartments that were there, condos that were there. But one of the perks that we had as a resident was that whenever we had a guest come, an out-of-town guest, family or friends, you could let them sleep in the, in the family suite. Pastor Alicia is from Dallas. Her parents still live in Dallas. And so, Mr. Moten just started liking me about three, four years ago. Some, some, somewhere along there, may, may, have, been, may have been more recent, um, but, but he finally, <laughs> Moten, her maiden name, her father, um, so, you know, we, it wasn't long that he's coming to see you, mom, coming to see my, I won't come see you, coming, coming, to, coming to Atlanta, and this real, this real deep voice, so I said, no problem, baby. We're just going. We're just going to get you know get the get the suite for the family, you know. Because in our building, even though we lived on a different floor, in the building there was a suite for family and friends. He, how, when, when you coming? Got it. How many nights you want to stay? Got it. Don't worry about it. I'll take it from here. We reserve the family and friends suite for her family to stay. Now, I can't tell you what color the carpet was. I don't know the configuration. I don't know the wallpaper. I don't know if it was looking over the Peachtree side, the 13th Street side, the 12th Street side, or the Piedmont side. Or I don't know where it was. 
Because I didn't have to go. It was reserved. For family and friends. That were visiting me. So when I get in trouble. Y'all really going to make me preach this hard? When I get in trouble. My father says. Don't worry about it. When you coming. How long do you want to stay? Don't worry about no bill. He doesn't need any place to stay. Because he's God. But he reserves a place. So when I'm in the city called trouble. Bum, 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 I got some place I can go. I'm finished. I got to go. I, I can never enjoy the security of five without understanding the secret of verse one. I got to have personal relationship. And whenever I have personal relationship, I have a private residence. But when I check in, point three, I am placed out of reach. Y'all don't appreciate pretty preaching. That's all right. I, I will, we'll shout a little bit together. I got to have a preacher to understand this. I don't labor over this one. I got to get these P's and these R's. Right. Hey, I'm going to say it again just for me. You ain't got to say nothing. When I enjoy the security of five, it's because of the secret in one, because I have a personal relationship. I have a private residence where I am placed out of the reach. Okay, all right. Here I am, verse five. <laughs> verse five. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. God has ways of hiding you in plain sight. The enemy's reality is that I'm still accessible. They still got your phone number. Well, may I speak to Ms. Brown? Who's calling? 
this such such a credit agency. Mama, such such credit agency. Tell mine ain't here. She not. She said, "Tell you she's not here." <laughs> you are still accessible. Your enemies still know. They still know where you are. Somebody somewhere in the city of Atlanta, metropolitan Atlanta, went outside, thought they were going to drive themselves to church, got to the garage door, and their car was not there because the repo man had come. The enemy still knows where you are. He puts me up on a rock. So the enemy's perception is that I am still accessible. Y'all making me work hard. So you keep getting texts from all, all, all flames. Stuff you broke off. Still talking about a shout A. The enemy's reality is that you're still accessible. But the Bible says, he hides me high on a rock. The enemy's reality is that I'm accessible. But my reality is that I'm out of reach. Bishop Paul Morton, uh, founder of uh, Full Gospel Fellowship, I heard him tell this story. He said he was um, uh, going out for a job uh, one day, and he, he went, out, went out the house and started running around, running around the neighborhood. And then all of a sudden, he gets past this, turns the corner, and he gets past, and he's like, and he, he, he jumps, he shouts, he, he, he jumps back. Because he sees this dog running, and he starts getting ready to run the other way, and the dog gets so close, and ah! The dog had a leash. A chain was, was, around, was around his neck. <laughs> so the bishop went running the next day. He turned that corner. The dog was like waiting for and the bishop said, since he had been there the day before, the dog that was barking that thought he was accessible, bishop was still out of reach. And I stopped by to tell somebody that your dogs will continue to bark. But tell somebody I'm out of reach. Because he hides me. I'm done. I'm over my time. Could stop there, but I, I got one more thing. I got, I got, have one thing. You know, I couldn't read verse five without reading verse six. Verse 6 says, Now my head shall be lifted up 
above all my enemies. This word, this word, it shall be lifted, means that it's a done deal. What made you cry? Bow here. When God lifts me, places me out of reach, my enemies think that I'm accessible. God puts me there so they can see him dry my weeping eyes and lift up my head. Message version, it says, God holds me head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. Psalm 27, verse 6. Now I will triumph over my enemies who surround me. That version. NIV version says, Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. Here's the announcement. God is going to show your enemies He's still making you all right. I think it was Vicky Wines used to say, Long as I got King Jesus, long as I got King Jesus, long, 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 I don't need nobody else. God is saying, When you come to me, Every enemy that came and tried to take you out is going to see that I'm still holding you up. Rumble, little rumble. What key is that? What key? Hey, okay, all right, all right. Come on, come on, Okay, all right, all right. So, 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 so. Now we got verse six, and we we understand. That we are high and set up on a rock. Six is a done deal. Touch your neighbor and say it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Tell another neighbor it's a done deal. It's, it's, it's a done deal. He, 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 he says, he says, he says, and now verse six, my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy. A sacrifice is supposed to cost you something. It's easy to shout when you pull up in the new whip. It's easy to shout when you got the new boot. But when you're going through trouble, the Bible says I gotta offer a sacrifice of joy. Now all y'all said that you got an enemy. I want you to act like 
Your name is already now. I want you to offer a sacrifice of joy. Then he goes on to say, he said, I offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Modern translation, I'm going to praise God in church. I'm going to give him glory in church. I'm going to throw my hands up and my head back and holler. goodness of Jesus and all things done for me my soul cries out if I've been in trouble before I know he knows how to handle the trouble Just take a minute. For those of you all who are in the midst of the heat of trouble right now, just go ahead and get it on in for a second. It's all right. We're in the Lord's house. You got the relationship. Because the trouble will be over. God's designed it for the enemy to be under your feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Thank you, Jesus. Satan. I'm safe. I'm safe. For every time he's kept me. For every time he's made a way. For every time he's been a doctor and a sickle. Thank you, Lord. Come on and clap those hands and give God a hand of praise in this place. Come on, clap him like you know he'll keep you. Listen. You should leave this place today. You should leave this place today with a determination. I got to get it in his presence. I got to get right. I got to I got to work on my relationship with him. You know what? God doesn't necessarily wait for you to pass personal relationship 101 before he starts hiding you. Bible says when you draw near to him that he'll he'll draw near to you for those of you who find yourself in the midst of foes that are circling you and around you I, I prayed I prayed a prayer to kind of tip my hand at the beginning of the sermon I said God I pray that your word will shift a thing and that it will make it stay right there let me tell you, the thing that's going to keep some of y'all from tripping out this week and from losing it and 
resorting to old ways of handling stuff. It'll be because you stand on the promise and the word of God. This ain't your first time in trouble. It's not the first time you had your back up against the wall. But can I get a witness that every time you got in trouble, he brought you out. You may not have everything you want. I used to hear my old man say, but you sure got everything that you need. I think it was Todd Trimmett that said, he did it before. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power that is in your word. I thank you for the anointing that is on your word. I thank you that the anointing that's on this word will destroy the yoke of fear. That will destroy the yoke of anxiety and anxiousness. I thank you, Father, that the anointing that is on this word will be preparatory. That you will hide it in our hearts. Thank you for those of us who've come out of trouble. But Father, we also thank you for those that are coming out. Thank you that we'll make it out in one piece. We promise to stay high. To stay high on a rock. Y'all know who the rock is. The rock is Jesus Christ, my solid foundation. In other words, David was prophesying and saying, stay on Jesus. Stay, stay on Jesus. You ain't got to get on nothing else. Stay on Jesus. No, don't get on no day on one play. Don't get on no day. But just stay on Jesus. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ, you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. If you if you don't have a church home, someplace where you can connect, not just to be fed by the Word of God, but to be in fellowship. Man, some of the best relationships I've ever seen have been established here in this church. Because it's like it's like a brother meets a brother or a sister meets a sister. We're just a family thing. And the Bible says, he that does the will of his father, that is your brother, that is your sister. You're looking for a group of people that don't do it right, don't do it perfect. We're by no means perfect. We show a striving and reaching for Jesus. You don't have to do life by yourself. We'd love to have you as a part of this house. Love for you to join, join us in this journey. As we're moving to the next level, moving to the next dimension, I want to be saved. If there's any question about where you will spend heaven, now is your moment. Now is your moment. Don't you dare leave this place wondering about that. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, we can't tell you how, but we can sure stand in faith with you. What's trying to pray with you? Today is your day and now is your time. Now is your moment. So Father, we just thank you that when trouble comes, we're safe. We are safe. We are safe. We're safe. Come on, let's clap our hands and give the Lord. Clap offering for his word on this morning.
Somebody shout, I'm safe. I'm safe. Take your seat if you would, please. Take your seat if you would, please. Did you enjoy the word? Did you get anything, anything out of it? I don't know. I don't know. I just sensed something that it was, uh, it was needed.